0: Moms, I know divorce can be really messy, but selling your engagement ring can actually be quick, easy, and stress-free with Worthy. Worthy uses their expertise, technology, and connections to get you the absolute most for your jewelry with no hidden fees. Plus, just for my audience, Worthy gave me a special offer to share. When you sell your jewelry through Worthy, you'll receive a $100 Amazon gift card when your jewelry sells for over $1,500. Ready to move on from your ring? Head to worthy.com slash moms to get started today. That's worthy.com slash moms for the special bonus offer. As a strong, independent mother, there is nothing that will get in the way of your child's safety. Soberlink understands the importance of peace of mind when it comes to co-parenting after a divorce. Using the highest quality technology and with features like facial recognition and real-time results, moms like you are empowered with proof that your child is safe. Navigating life post-divorce can be difficult and having a tool like Soberlink allows for one less thing to stress about. I created this community to provide support for divorced moms like me, which is why I partnered with Soberlink to create the resource, Five Ways to Reduce Litigation in Custody Cases, to access the guide and get $50 off your SoberLink device, visit www.soberlink.com
1: forward slash M-M-O. This week on Moms Moving On. Life was great until it wasn't. Um, I know that story. <laughs> yes, yes. So dealt with abuse, um, dealt with alcoholism, and not me, but my, my ex and didn't even really see what I was in, although I was a therapist at the time. Ended up finally seeing and making a choice to leave. And it was not an easy choice. Life
0: moves on. So why shouldn't wait? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Welcome back to another episode of Moms Moving On. I'm so excited to have you all here with me today because you get to meet a real superwoman. And I know, you know, we hate when people say, oh, moms are superheroes, but like literally this one is. Kina Crowley, the founder and CEO of My Thriving Life Academy, a company that empowers the masses to not just thrive, but to live in bliss. She is a divorce recovery coach, influencer, and published author of Superwoman's Guide to Recovering After Divorce. This combat army veteran now uses her experience and training to lead thousands to their greatness by using their inner gifts to elevate their pinnacle in life and wait till you hear her story. Kina, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm like blown away. I mean, I can't wait to link your your website for everybody because just that about me page is, it, I had like chills, honestly. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> you are inspiring. Inspire us today. We need some inspiration. No, but why don't you give us the Kina, Kina backstory?
1: Uh, yes. So I am the founder and CEO of My Thriving Life Academy which is a a place in life that years ago I you couldn't have told me that this would have been what I was doing but my my background is at the age of 13 um I was molested And age 14, I became a mother. I had my first child. And by age 18, I was homeless. And then I ended up going to college and then joining the military um, after having my second child. And I deployed. I deployed to Iraq, where I came back. um, Well, let me correct myself my body came back, but my mind did not. And yes. And after returning, I ended up moving due to military orders where I met my second husband and life was great until it wasn't. Um, (laughs) I know that story. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So dealt with abuse, um, dealt with alcoholism and not me, but my my ex and didn't even really see what I was in, although I was a therapist at the time and ended up finally seeing and making a choice to leave. And it was not an easy choice at, like going from that life and that stability to, okay, now I'm back to being a single parent. And um, I have a child who has autism. He's on the spectrum. So thinking about what that meant for him and trying to figure it out as I went through it. Um, And it, it was an ugly divorce. And I ended up going through like a decline in hindsight. And a little bit during I, I recognized, well, my anger. Anger was very prevalent. Um, but also some depression and thought that I had reached a point of acceptance. You know, acceptance of pretty much my my thinking was I'm accepting that I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. And I was telling myself that I was okay with that. Um Oh my God, and. I've been
0: there. I've been there and you really believe that too. Like at your core, you know, you feel like this is the best I can give. This is the best it's going to get. And I'm I'm so sorry you had to go through that.
1: No, thank you. Thank you. Um, And I thought I was okay. I thought that All right. I I was no longer angry at the at this point. The divorce was finalized and I thought I was moving on. Um, I was going to work pouring into people as a therapist Mm -hmm. and telling them, hey, you got to take care of yourself um, and you need to connect with other people. We are sociable creatures. We don't thrive in isolation, telling them all of these things. And then going home, Do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. Going home and and not living that life. Um, quite the opposite. I was pouring into my son, um, but that was it. And the- in hindsight, I, I kind of used my son and the pandemic as excuses, like it made it easier for me to isolate myself and say, oh, no, I'm not going out there. You know, I don't I don't need to get out there. And it wasn't until one day I was sitting in my office at work. I get a phone call. It's the doctor. And they're like, hey, Ikeena, you have a brain aneurysm. Oh, my God. And in that moment, it's like my world stopped. And the first thing that I thought about was my mother who a few years ago or a few years prior to that time had almost passed due to a ruptured brain aneurysm. That was the first thing that popped in my mind. Thankfully, she's still with us though. um, And very little impact from that. But yes, yes. Um, But I thought about that and then my whole life everything that i went through um that i just shared flashed before my eyes i thought about that promise that i made my daughter my first child you know and becoming a mother that i would be the best mom that i could be and although at this point she was grown i I was still thinking about my son you know um and just how much he needs me and all of these things that I've gone through that I've survived, um, the military, my abusive marriage and everything. And it forced me to look at how I was living um, or rather how I was not living. Mm -hmm. Um, I realized that I was living like the dead woman walking and just going through the motions of life. And once the shock kind of wore off a little bit and I I got a little more information that, hey, I can live with this. It's just certain things that I have to change um, or watch out for. I realized, okay, I have a choice to make. I can continue to live like the dead woman walking or I could live like I... Have a ticking time bomb in my head because that's what it felt like. Or I could make the best out of whatever time I have left and focus on really, really thriving, not just surviving. And that's what I ended up doing. You know, it sucked that it took a phone call like that for me to wake up and realize that. Well, I know, but I feel like sometimes those
0: moments are so pivotal because all of a sudden what you took for granted is no longer like now life feels delicious and flavorful and purposeful and, and worth the struggle sometimes because you get to experience the good. I mean, but talk about a struggle. You went through it and I, I mean, you had me at Oh, at 13, I was molested. 14, I had a baby. Then I went to college. I mean, you make it sound so easy. Despite the trauma, what do you think kept you grounded and rooted and moving forward at such a young age?
1: Oh, my support. Um, I am grateful that I, especially for my own mother, she had high expectations of but me. That's great. Yes, yes. So she was like, no, you're not giving up. You're not quitting. Um, Even though plenty of times I wanted to, life got hard, but I'm grateful that she kind of stood on me and held me accountable and said, Hey, yeah, you're a mother. um, But you still, even the more have, you know, things you have to do and take care of. You got responsibilities. Now you have a child and you have a future to build, not just for yourself, but also for that child. And, and that became really ingrained in me. Um, and that is what I I focused on. That was really my, what has driven me has really been my children. Um, yeah, because if it were for just me, I probably would have given up a long time ago. But definitely my children, like my main thing was I don't want them to be a statistic, you know, because plenty of people told me when I became a teenage mother, the judgment and such like, hey, right. you're not going to make it in life. You're not going to do well. And this is the going to be the outcome of your children and their lives and a cycle and the pattern and this and that. But on so, the contrary,
0: you didn't just do well. You did like exceptionally well. So that drive you could see it like was lit the fire was lit for sure.
1: Yes, yes, I I just kept going. I in in my mind the driver was I have to build this life for them. Um I did not want my children to struggle for my actions. You know, I did not want that to like kind of set the tone for how well they'll do in life. Um and so Yeah, I worked, like, everything I did from college to the military and even even as long as I stayed in that marriage, initially I thought I was doing it for them. Um, And and I was until I realized that even staying in that with the abuse was actually hurting them, like, just being in that environment. And so... Like, it was hard. It was like conflict within myself making that decision to leave because I'm like, oh, stability. But at the same time, you work so hard to where you, you've stood on your own before and you can again. That's that's that struggle. That's that struggle for everyone. Yeah, yes. I know it. Yeah.
0: So you how old is your daughter now? My daughter is 22. And what a role model you've been. I mean, she's got big shoes to fill. No. <laughs> No
1: pressure. Are you co-parenting your son? Yes. Yes. And that's a challenge in itself.
0: They're calling it the Bible for all divorcing moms. I can't believe it, but that's what they've said about my book, Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self moms moving on is filled with practical actionable and empowering advice from someone who's been through it and come out on the other side me through inspirational stories rituals journal prompts and my guidance you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence adjust to life as a single mom shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self and create the life you truly deserve it's available in paperback hardcover Audiobook and Kindle. So go get my book. I promise you won't regret it. Well, I know that we have many, I personally have many clients and we have many listeners who have children on the spectrum. I myself was a teacher of children with autism back in the day. And I know that that brings about its own set of challenges. So tell us how you work through that a little bit. And what does that co-parenting look like
1: Ooh. Okay. So, um, <laughs> yeah, cause that's, it's a lot. Um, with that, one thing I had to learn was my limitations with that. And like that helped with a lot of the frustration, um, of the things that are outside of my control. And it took a long time one to, figure it out. Um, He was not diagnosed for a while. He also has ADHD. So that was clearer. That was more prevalent and easily diagnosed in comparison to the, the autism. Mm -hmm. Um, And so a lot of having to advocate and, and know just like I've always been driven to another form of me, not giving up on my, my children um, on my child. And um, with that, just a lot of adjustments, you know, a lot of different phases and reminding myself to that I can't do the whole comparison thing and, and looking at, oh, what quote unquote normal children do. No, I had to look at what he needs and what makes him excel. And it's been, multiple medications, multiple appointments, and trusting my gut if something doesn't seem right with the school um, or they're they're not really providing certain services, like really, really advocating and and not standing down on that. Now, as far as the piece with the co-parenting, that in itself has been a a challenge. Unfortunately, um, his father and I, we weren't married, um, but his father and I, um after a four year relationship shortly after my son's birth like before his first birthday we split we ended and it was not a good breakup it was very very ugly and Ugh, i'm so sorry in addition to that um a lot of boundary issues with his family um not respecting me as a mom as a parent mm-hmm. Um, and, and me having to really deal with that and stand my ground and him kind of allowing it, like st- like playing the part as dad on like paper or through communication. But for the most part, like on his end, allowing his parents um, to try to take charge and a lot of legal um, matters a lot of in and out of court because just things we could not agree on or just disputes between us and it's still a battle to this day my son literally turned 17 on the 25th of May oh my goodness <laughs> so he he just turned 17 and we are still going through the motions um one one of the biggest challenges is that me being the the parent who's there with him, um, the custodial parent, seeing these needs and these changes, it's hard for me to communicate that to his dad and help him understand like, okay, because I, I feel like his dad wants to believe that. Our child is normal, um, and although on one end he says, "Oh, I get it, I understand autism and this and that," I think is still some denial thing there. And I get it's, it; it's, it's so hard. typical,
0: though. It's it's hard. A lot of a lot of I've seen this. A lot of fathers, in particular, have a very hard time accepting when their child has a disability, for sure. Right,
1: right, and. Although on one end, he's like, oh, we're trying to understand this, him and his family. On the other end, certain things like telling my son when he was 15, like, hey, you should have your permit and you should be driving and this and that. And me on my end, like seeing he can't even keep his face clean, right? Right. (laughs) And so so the challenges with that and and the disconnects and on my end another challenge that I had as a mother um, of a child with disabilities was how much do I do for him versus when do I start to let go? Um, And that for myself was one of the hardest things to do because, especially being a a single mom and being busy, we got into certain patterns that worked for us. But I had to realize, and it was my support system that really helped me see this, like, hey, You need to let that boy grow up and, you know, like give him the opportunity to grow and stop doing so much for him. And um, so working on that still, but going back to his father, yeah, that is still a challenge because as my son reaches what should be certain milestones and he's not there yet, it's a it's like he's receiving conflicting information on my end. I'm trying to get him to understand, like, he's functional on the spectrum to where he can do these things, but he's not there yet. It's going to take him longer to get there. But on the other end, he's getting information from his other side saying, you should be doing these things. And I know that it's, it's it impacts his self-confidence and his self-esteem. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's dealing with that whole balance and the communication with that.
0: Well, you, I mean, you're balancing so much yourself on top of this. And yet you've created, you know, a, a place where people can come for support after divorce. Tell us a little bit about your book. I think the title obviously makes a lot of sense given who you are now that I'm getting to know you. I'd love to hear more about that.
1: Yes. So my book, when I wrote it, I was trying to look at what I wish I had, the information I wish I had. And it's, it's weird for me to say that as a therapist, I had it, but I wish someone would have like brought it to the forefront of my mind and highlighted, hey, these are things you need to apply to yourself while going through a divorce, not so much the the legal aspects of it and the logistics, but how to deal with your emotions, um, how to focus on yourself, like kind of where to start with that, how to learn to move forward and how to just get back into living and building your confidence and all of those things. And even realizing that you're stuck like recognizing when you are stuck and so the reason why i gave it that title um a super guide to recovery after a divorce is because i realized that so many women are where i was you know during my divorce where although they are going through this life-changing like major event and occurrence um and this serious shift in their lives they don't see in their minds um where they can pause and take a knee where they have to be able to go keep going keep going um many women are working um and they're they're single mothers and so they but self-care. that pause, being able to call
0: somebody out to take that pause is so important. That, yes. That's, I see it over and over and over again. And maybe you felt it too as a single mom. You feel like, almost like you have something to prove, right? Like I can't complain because I got myself into this situation. And if I complain, people are going to say, I told you so. So you just keep going and pushing until you've got nothing left.
1: Exactly. And like part of the, the title dealing with the superwoman, I I thought of, you know, how we have to be strong or a lot of women going through divorce feel that way, especially as mothers and, you know, in the work field and everything, Um, then coming home and taking care of the home life and getting up and doing it again and doing it again and not stopping and pouring into ourselves and real not realizing that we are operating as superheroes, but the difference between superheroes and us is that we're we're human, and despite all of the the great qualities and characteristics and strengths that we possess, at the end of the day, we have real emotions, and we have to pause, we have to rest, we have to eat, we we need to sleep, we need to rejuvenate. We can't just yes. get up and fly out, you know, and no. keep doing it. Um, and plus, it's, there's it's the whole so catches up. Yep. Yes, yes, it does. And so many women, um, the other aspect of that title is the mask, wearing the mask, right? Um, because so many women feel like they they have to hide their pain um, or how much they're really struggling and present themselves as being so strong and being able to handle all these things and um, wear the mask and sometimes wear it so well that they don't even see the cracks in it. They start convincing themselves like I can do this and I don't need anybody else and it makes it harder for them to reach out for help and so that is is both reasons why I I named it that and and it really focuses on those areas of it's okay. To reach out for help. You don't want to go through this alone. And it's okay to take a knee. It's okay to not be perfect and to need help with this.
0: I couldn't agree more. And I'm so glad. I mean, you know, you experienced what nobody should have to experience, but the fact that you were able to experience it and turn it into this work of art you've created for your life, despite the struggle, I think, I mean... I believe that's our role as women, right? Like if you are able to make it through something so terrible and come out on the other side, then it is your godly duty to give that to somebody else and say, I can help you through this. And you are doing that. And wow, I, I'm i very often speechless, but I am today, Kina. You should be very proud of yourself and your kids have such a role model to look up to. Everybody listening, I can't stress enough that you get to know Kina here. Kina, where can everybody find you if they want to work with you? What, how you work one on one, I imagine.
1: Yes, I I work one on one and I do group coaching as well. But I can be found on all social media platforms at Coaching with Kina and um, also on my website, mythrivinglifeacademy.com.
0: Wow. I am linking it all. And I'm so excited for everybody to check you out, check her out. And if you need anything, you know where to find us. We will see you next time on Moms Moving On. Pina, keep doing what you're doing. The world needs more of it. Thank you for Thank being you. here. So you want to be a divorce coach, but the term divorce coach is a broad one because there is just so much you can cover in the world of moving on. Maybe you find yourself gravitating towards clients with high conflict co-parents, or perhaps you have a knack for helping women pull themselves out of bed when they feel overwhelmed with single mom responsibilities. No matter your ideal client, the one thread that will unite them all is that they're moms, and moms need a different level of support when it comes to divorce coaching. With my Moving On Method, you'll not only learn how to best support a client through their divorce, you'll also learn how to help support them as they transition into their new role as co-parents and managing a coaching business. I'm Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, Certified Divorce and Co-Parenting Specialist, and I founded the Moving On Method after years of working with clients from all over the world and seeing them all struggle with the same issues. In this training, you'll learn my five principles for helping a client with their moving on process, along with how to make your practice successful. Visit MomsMovingOn.com today to apply for my program. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.